Podcasting coast to coast. Sports talk the way it was meant to be. This is Fazy's Take. Now, here's your host, Jake Fazy. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fazy's Take podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fazy, and we have a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to start off with Fazy's Fast Facts, except this time we're going to have a sweet new intro so it's not as bland. Then we're going to get into some fifth-year options in the NFL and see how that 2017 draft class is faring out later in their career. We're going to hit on the Andy Dalton trade because that's been big news throughout the league. Uh, we're going to also talk about some possible matchups with the NFL's new schedule release that you are going to want to tune into for sure. Then we're going to finish out with the MLB, NBA, and NHL's plans for returning to play as of now. Listener shout out this week goes to my friend Jonah Libert. Jonah hit me up the other day telling me he was a fan of the show, so I really appreciate you listening, Jonah. I hope you continue to. And without further ado, let's get right into the show. And now for the first time with an intro... It's time for Fazy's Fast Facts. Cleveland Indians new pitcher Emmanuel Clase has been suspended for a performance-enhancing drug violation. Clase will miss about half of the next season, assuming it remains at 162 games. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman announced the next NHL season could possibly start in November or December. The usual October start is likely off the table at this point. Veteran running back Frank Gore is signing a one-year deal with the New York Jets. Gore will be 37 years old next week, and next season marks his 16th in the NFL. The NBA officially postponed the draft lottery and combine last Saturday. Both events were scheduled to happen in May. I am very surprised they didn't at least try to do a virtual format for the lottery similar to the NFL draft. The MLB came to an agreement with its umpires for their pay structure in the upcoming season. The umps will be paid a prorated share of their salaries based on games worked over a 182-day season. Running back Chris Thompson is signing a one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thompson will be reunited with his old Redskins coach, Jay Gruden. Pat McAfee celebrated his 33rd birthday on Saturday. He is currently one of the names being considered for the Monday Night Football job next season, and assuming that he is not returning to the NFL, I sure do hope that he gets it. Tyron Matthew says he has already reached out to the Chiefs' new defensive backs. Matthew hopes to create some early chemistry in hopes of winning another title. Every single eligible player from LSU's offense last season has now been drafted or signed to an NFL team, meaning that LSU was basically playing college football with an NFL offense last season. Beginning Monday, NBA teams are advising fans of their ticket refund and credit policies due to the suspended regular season. The Kansas City Chiefs have signed undrafted free agent Shea Patterson from Michigan State. The defending champs now have four quarterbacks on their depth chart, including former St. Louis Battlehawk Jordan Tamu. Speaking of the XFL, I don't know if I ever mentioned it before, but the XFL has announced they have no plans to return next season. They filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and will likely never be seen again. Very sad for people like me in St. Louis, Missouri, who were finally pumped to have a football team again. The football community lost a great on Monday. Don Shula, the NFL's all-time winningest coach, two-time Super Bowl champion, four-time NFL coach of the year, and the coach of the only undefeated team in NFL history has passed away. He was 90 years old. The NFL announced that they will play no international games this season. While this may be heartbreak for international fans, I'm sure the players are a bit relieved as I have heard a lot of them are not big fans of the international trips. Carson Wentz confirmed to reporters on Monday that he suffered a concussion on the hit he took from Jadavion Clowney in the postseason matchup. 
Why he just came out with this now, I don't know, but that will add to the list of areas where Carson Wentz is now injury prone, making me feel a little bit better about my Jalen Hurts prediction. Marshawn Lynch said his agent has been in talks with Seattle about a potential return. Lynch is 34 years old, and if he returns to Seattle, would likely back up current starter Chris Carson. In this world, we can always count on a few things. The sun rising in the morning, Bill O'Brien making horrible decisions, and Ron Artest changing his name. Yes, that's right. Ron Artest has changed his name yet again. He will now go by Meta Ford Artest after his recent marriage to Maya Ford. It's really a shame because Meta World Peace really had a nice ring to it. Rookie quarterback numbers have been announced. However, there is only one actually changing from college. Tua Tagovailoa will switch from 13 to wearing number one with the Miami Dolphins. Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow will all keep their college numbers wearing 10, 10, and 9, respectively. Quarterback Logan Ryan announced on Instagram that he will not return to the Titans next season. Ryan wrote a long paragraph to fans thanking them for their support, and he finished his post with the hashtag pay. Derek. This obviously referring to the fact that Ryan Tannehill is making a boatload of cash while Derek Henry only received a franchise tag. The Bundesliga will be the first major soccer league to return to action. A handful of games will be played Saturday, May 16th at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. I'm not usually a soccer fan, but I will probably tune in to a couple of those games in order to catch some live sports once again. The details are set for the golf match we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson take on Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods, May 24th at Tiger Woods' home course in Hope Sound, Florida. I'm taking Tiger and Manning, obviously. Uh, Tiger's at the top of his game right now. Peyton Manning has had plenty of time to practice in retirement. To me, this one is a no-brainer. And to finish it all up, how could I go this entire episode without talking about the recent situation with Ravens safety Earl Thomas? He was held at gunpoint by his wife after he was found naked in bed with another woman and his brother back in April. Need I explain any more? Uh, no, I do not. But that is it for Fazy's Fast Facts. A load of fifth-year options have been declined and exercised over the last week. I originally had them all separate in Phase's Fast Facts, but there grew to be way too many, so I'm just going to list them all out here for you. Uh, starting with the ones that have been declined, we have Hassan Ray. These are all just the big names, by the way. Uh, I didn't include a lot of the smaller name players. Uh, so first we have declined Hassan Riddick, Leonard Fournette, Mitch Trubisky, John Ross, and Ruben Foster. Now a couple things that I've seen recently on some of those. Leonard Fournette, the general manager of the Jaguars, actually said that their future plans include him in it. Whatever that means. Uh, we were definitely sure that the Jaguars were shopping Leonard Fournette about two weeks ago. Uh, so that is very confusing and I am looking forward to seeing what happens over there. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky is now going to have a year to compete with Nick Foles, try to earn that starting job back, which I sincerely don't believe he will get. Uh, but he's going to try to earn that starting job back and try to make some money in the next season with the Bears or somewhere else. Now, as far as ones that have been exercised, we have Marshawn Lattimore from the Saints, Deshaun Watson at the Texans, Mike Williams over with the Chargers, Miles Garrett with the Browns, Jamal Adams and the Jets, OJ Howard and the Buccaneers, which that one was kind of a surprise because with Grant coming in, we weren't really sure what was going to happen to OJ Howard, but they did exercise his fifth-year option. Evan Ingram uh, with the Giants, Tredavious White with the Bills, David Njoku also with the Browns, and TJ Watt with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now for the news that everyone is talking about, the Dallas Cowboys have signed Andy Dalton to a one-year $7 million deal. Andy Dalton went to TCU for college and currently actually lives in 
in Dallas, so he doesn't even have to move his family over the offseason, so that's going to be good for him. The reason that this was not a fast fact is because I have a little prediction that I tweeted out on Saturday night for what is to come in Dallas. I believe that Dak Prescott's time in Dallas is coming to a close. Okay, with Andy Dalton now on the team, the Cowboys have another very experienced guy who's shown in the past that he can win football games. This is going to give them leverage whenever they're negotiating Dak's contract. Now, I have seen some articles saying that Andy Dalton's adding depth, not leverage. I disagree. I think that they're going to use Andy Dalton as leverage to negotiate down Dak's contract because before Dak was able to say like, well, if not me, who else? What are you going to do? Play Cooper Rush, who's now gone. Uh, The Giants just picked him up because the Cowboys released him. So he could say, you know, if it's not going to be me, who are you going to play? But now they have an answer to that. Now they can say, oh, we'll just play Andy Dalton. I mean, he's just about as good as you. Now, a lot of people are going to disagree and they're going to say, well, Andy Dalton's not as good as Dak Prescott. Well, you left off some words. Andy Dalton has not been as good as Dak Prescott recently. Keep in mind, Andy Dalton's first five seasons in Cincinnati were all winning seasons. And Dak has currently won three of his first four. Not to mention, Andy had to deal with teams that are usually pretty good, like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Dak Prescott has had to deal with the Eagles for one year, and the rest of the NFC East is a joke, an absolute joke. Uh, They almost actually sent a team to the playoffs last year with a losing record. They literally almost had no teams with a winning record in that division. So I don't know uh, how they could say that Dak is that much better than Andy Dalton because clearly he is not doing something right. Anyways, I think that Dak will sit out to try to get paid because with Andy Dalton on the team, they're not going to give him the $35 million a year that he wants. And when he sits, Andy Dalton's going to go out. He's going to ball out because he's ready to hit a second win, kind of like Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. And shortly after, Dak will be out the door on his way to someone with the money who will pay him. The NFL recently released the full schedule for the next season and let me tell you we are in for a good one week one we potentially see two generations of quarterback showdowns you won't want to miss we have the Buccaneers facing off against the Saints Brady versus Breeze week one starting it off strong and then also we have the Bengals versus the Chargers so if Justin Herbert beats out Tyrod Taylor for the starting job we could see a rookie showdown between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert also We're going to see a lot of teams getting a load of primetime games this season that we haven't seen before. Two of those. First, the Chiefs finally getting the spotlight they deserve with five primetime games. And also a surprise, the Buccaneers are going to have five primetime games this year. A franchise record. So they are really feeling the Brady effect over there in Tampa. And you know what, Curtis Blow, they might be playing basketball pretty soon because the NBA has informed all 30 teams that their practice facilities can open starting today. A total of six coaches or personnel will be able to supervise workouts no more than four at one time. Obviously, with a big development like this, there's going to be some concerns. Because testing is not even readily available all over the country, the league is hesitant to test players with no symptoms upon entering the facility in order to not waste tests that people need. Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, he has voiced his concern for the inability to test asymptomatic players by saying, I just don't think the risk is worth the reward. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, 
I think I said that right. Uh, Mark Cuban's not the only one that is feeling this way. I can definitely see how this is a concern from both sides. Uh, because you want to ensure that your facility is remaining perfectly clean and virus-free, but you also don't want to waste tests on asymptomatic players that people around the country really need. So interesting to see how they're going to go about that situation. There's a phone call for the players scheduled for today between Adam Silver and the NBA NBA PA Executive Director Michelle Roberts. I assume this will be the main topic of the phone call. More on that next week. Finally, the MLB is expected to release a return to play proposal to the MLBPA within the next week. This is coming on the heels of reports that teams are now telling their players to stay in shape, stay ready, and prepare for a not-so-spring training starting in mid-June. Obviously, we don't know much about this right now because the proposal has not even been dropped yet, but hopefully it's out before next Friday, and I can dive into that in next week's episode, but that is all we know for that right now. Reports are coming out that the NHL may skip the rest of the regular season and jump straight to a 24-team playoff format. With this, the league would have a pretty big decision to make in terms of how they would select the teams. They have two options. They could either go uh, with the best 12 in each conference and start there, or they could go with the best six in each division and go from there. If they went best 12, the Rangers and the Blackhawks would both get a spot, but if they switch and go divisional and they go best six, the Sabres would replace the Rangers and the Ducks would replace the Blackhawks. So big decision there. Another big issue right now is logistics because the NHL does not only need to ensure safe state to state travel, but also U.S. Canada travel as well. My take on this, I've advocated for something like this since the start of this show. I think seeing a March Madness type tournament with hockey would be awesome. Uh, as a fan, I would love to see something like that, especially as a sports fan, because we didn't get that March Madness tournament that we crave. I would like to see it from the best six from each division format for two reasons. First of all, it would eliminate the Blackhawks. So as a Blues fan, I'd love to see that. Number two, it would be closer to March Madness if they went divisional because of March Madness. You know, each division produces a champion leading to the final four to a championship. So I like it to be played from the best six from each division format. But the NHL, I've heard so many uh, theories, so many possible solutions coming out of there that I, I don't even know how much this is going to run away. No one does. So we will look to see more from the NHL coming soon. That is all I got for you guys today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe or follow based on whatever platform you're listening on. Go ahead and check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Phasey's Take Podcast. Check me out on Twitter at Phasey's Take. I will be posting updates on Twitter uh, about sports news throughout the week. And Facebook will just be updates about the show in general. But I hope you guys enjoy the show, and I hope you come back next week for another episode. This has been the Faces Take Podcast.